stopping negotiations over the new economic rescue package, he tweeted he would okay a standalone measure for $1,200 stimulus checks. CBS's Nancy Cordes. One person who did agree with the president's decision was Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who said that the two sides were still pretty far apart and were unlikely to reach a deal in time for the election anyway. But other Republicans worry that by walking away, the president is going to get the bulk of the blame and that that could affect the entire party right before Election Day. The pandemic's now claimed more than 210,000 American lives, the world's highest death toll. With former epicenter New York City seeing serious new COVID spikes, Governor Andrew Cuomo is imposing a controversial limit on religious gatherings. The religious community has to agree to the rules. And they have to agree that they are going to follow the rules. This just in, CBS News has learned that two of the accused ISIS suspects dubbed the Beatles for their English accents are on their way to the U.S. El-Shafi El-Sheikh and Alexander Cote implicated in the beheadings of Western hostages. They're scheduled to appear in federal court in Alexandria, Virginia later today. The Nobel Chemistry Prize has been awarded to two scientists who've helped revolutionize gene editing. French scientist Emmanuel Charpentier and American biochemist Jennifer Doudna were awarded the Nobel Prize for developing a gene editing technique. Known as the CRISPR-Cas9 DNA snipping scissors, the technique means researchers can selectively disable or change DNA in living cells. It has already contributed to new cancer therapies, and there is hope it can one day help cure inherited diseases. It has also been used to improve crop resilience. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. Hurricane Delta. Watch out, Louisiana. Realistically, for the sixth time, this year in Louisiana is in the calm for a named storm, and this one is going to be more impactful than most. CBS forecaster David Parkinson Delta now hammering Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, all helping you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. Plus, you get all that farm-fresh, delicious taste. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Don't you love that feeling when you've just nailed your look? That's how it feels to use Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-built clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple and convenient. Sign up in just a few minutes, and you can try out new styles right at home. And there's no subscription required, ever. So, isn't it time you started nailing your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. A pet store chain wants to stop the shock. Petco says it stopped selling electronic shock collars that use electric current to give dogs a signal when they go beyond the bounds of a home or lawn. The Humane Society says it can feel like anything from a mild tickle to a painful shock. In a statement, Petco CEO says electricity may be critical to powering the microwave, but it has no role for the average pet parent to train their dog. The 
The company says its survey finds 70% of owners feel shock collars have a negative impact on their pet's emotional or mental well-being. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. And experts investigating a series of attacks on boats by killer whales or orcas believe the animals may have been triggered by an earlier bad experience. There have been 22 attacks off Spain and Portugal since August, leaving many of the boats damaged. Researchers now believe three orcas are involved in most of the attacks, suggesting they're harboring a garage and have organized. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world, one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUITS. Have you heard of Project RISE? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project RISE. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project RISE will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. This is Ken Ryan. I'm running for probing in Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in Time for the postseason, and the Athens Bulldogs return to Power 105 for their matchup with Western Brown on Friday. Athens is the 18th seed, while Western Brown is the 15th. Athens Bulldog football is sponsored by Matthews Insurance, Siemens Grocery, and Wendy's of Athens. Pre-game will start at 6.50 with kickoff at 7 p.m. Listen live at WXTQ 105.5 FM or online at WXTQ.com backslash Power 105 or download our app on Android and iOS devices at WXTQ Power 105. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Music starts and I walk in. I mean, that's that's the way it's been this morning. Running one step late. We'll try to correct that as the day goes by. Hey, it's 53 degrees here on Columbus Road. Beautiful sunshine at the moment. 
headed up to 77. And we got a free-for-all this morning here on the party line. Yeah, we were uh, hoping to get an arrangement uh, set up to um, to have uh, Live Healthy Appalachia as our topic today. Uh, and we'll get that done. It just It's not going to be today, though. Um, some of you also know of what they call the CHIP program. And uh, Complete Health Improvement Project. I think that's what that stands for. Um that's part of the Live Healthy Appalachia effort. And um, so uh, we'll get that done here pretty soon. But it, it just didn't work out for today. We do have tomorrow the Alzheimer's, um, not the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's as a topic. So um, that's, that's tomorrow. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome. Scott's here as well. Good morning. And um, good morning. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, that's much better. That is it? much better. <laughs> we have a printer that sometimes has a mind of its own and um, some lines of its own. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Where they're not supposed to be. Anyway, much easier to read this version here. Um, well, let's see here. It's, um, let's see, what is it? The 7th, right? October 7th. This is the 281st day of the year. There are 85 days remaining. That's frightening, you know? It's not frightening. Surprising. That's not the right word. Um, it's just... Amazing. Okay, I'll go with that one. This year just has flown by and... Funny, the older you get, the uh, more that seems to happen. Anyway, 85 days left in this year. Um, now, what about some highlights in history? On this very date in 1996, Fox News began. Made its debut broadcast, right? Now, um, let's see. I hate to put labels to things. But I think it's not uncommon in this. Oh, <laughs> I turned around and Scott's gone. <clears throat> well, we'll we'll get this here in a minute. But um, let's see here. What else can I talk about? Um, let's see. On this date in 1910, a major wildfire wildfire devastated the northern Minnesota towns of Spooner and Budette trying at least 300,000 acres, and uh, there are 40 people believed to have died as a result of that fire, 1910. Um, <laughs> 1954, Marian Anderson became the first black singer hired by the Metropolitan Opera Company, that, of course, in New York, 1954. Boy, she was good, too. 
1982, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice musical, Cats, opened on Broadway. That was 1982. It ran for, um, uh, I'm going to say, 18 years. Oh, here it, here it goes. It says it, um, the show closed September 10th of 2000 after a record 7,485 performances. Remarkable. Well, I guess we could uh, look at some birthdays here. Uh, Retired South African Archbishop and Nobel Peace Prize Laureate Desmond Tutu, 89 today. Oliver North, former National Security Council aide, is 77 today. John Mellencamp, the singer, 69. Vladimir Putin is 68. Russian president. Who else do we have here? Jane Torville, the uh, Olympic gold medal ice dancer, 63. Simon Cowell from um, TV personality and recording executive, 61. Okay, now he's on that TV show... Uh, Mar- America's Got Talent. Yeah, Some, he was on American Idol that's there for it. years. Okay, now, he then wasn't on the last couple, maybe month or so of shows. Is that, and he had some sort of bicycle accident or something? Uh, that I don't know. I think it's a different show now. I don't think he's back on American Idol. I, th- I think it's a different talent show now. I'm trying to think of the name of it, though. Uh, maybe one of our listeners can help us out there. Yeah. <coughs> well, to do so, folks, our phone number, 592-6646. Okay, but anyway, he, he got see. injured and didn't finish the, the season. Yeah, America's Got Talent is, is that. When he's also been on The X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, and, of course, as we mentioned, American Idol. Okay. Well, now, let's see. I've lost my place. Here we go. Um, Yes, he did have a bike accident. You're right. He did. That's why he wasn't on the last uh, half dozen episodes of it. could very well be. Do they have any details of that? Uh, Let's see. It says he got big news from his latest bike accident. It's not funny, but the way they said it here is kind of weird. Uh, he's been keeping a low profile, obviously, but uh, no, it doesn't say a whole lot more than that. Okay. Well, I've just gone through the rest of this list. There's just really not too many names popping out at me here today. 
so we'll set this aside. Uh, let's see, how about historical events? Oh, he's got a broken back. <coughs> oh, that would do it. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Really not too many things there, either. This, um, this date, uh, October 7th, not too, too notable. <laughs> Let's see. Himmler. Heinrich Himmler. He was uh, with the Nazis, right? Yep. He was born on this date in 1900, died in 1945. By the way, Simon Cowell, 61st birthday today. Um... Putin, we already did that. He's it's his sixty-eighth birthday. Leo de Rocher from baseball. Leo the Lip is was his nickname because he argued with umpires often. Well, he died uh, on this date in nineteen ninety-one. He was born in nineteen oh six. Edgar Allan Poe died on this date in 1849, I think it says. Let's see, 1809, 1849. So he was only 40 years old at the time of his death? Mm, sounds like it. All right. Well, let's see here. Today, okay, I'm going to need to help with some of this stuff. Okay. National Frappe Day. Now that's uh, that's a like a not a frozen but an iced coffee, right? Yes, it, it is a coffee. Okay. It's National LED Light Day. <sighs> National Chocolate Covered Pretzel Day. Wow, National. Trigaminal, trigaminal Neuralgia Awareness Day. Not bad from that pronunciation. It's better than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's look this one up. Yeah, that is a, a head injury. Tri cranial face, jaws. Okay, but you think that's good enough? But we we can dig in more if you'd okay, like. Okay, I, I just really would like to. Okay. Trigeminal neuralgia. We'll come back to that in a minute. It's a National Coffee with a Cop Day. National Pumpkin Seed Day. National Inner Beauty Day. And National Walk to School Day. Did you ever walk to school? I'm curious. Uh, the entire way, no. Once in a while, very rarely, I walked home from school. But I was... Um, the distance from my home to uh, the original Worthington Elementary School, and then junior high, and then later senior high, all those buildings... It was uh, over a mile. Mm, good walk. Um, Especially for a youngster. So um, the answer is... Now let me think here. I don't even have much of a recollection of riding a school bus. 
I think I did some at my earliest years, but only I have very little recollection of that. Anyway, so let's do this. Um, okay. Try you try saying it. Um, no. <laughs> Trigeminal. Yeah, we'll go with neuralgia. That. Trigeminal neuralgia. Uh, those with this may experience severe pain in the face and jaw. Even slight stimulation can trigger pain. The pain can be shooting or jabbing before an episode begins. Some sufferers experience a burning sensation. The pain may be localized or spread and may worsen over time. It can also last a few minutes or it can last days. Now this trigeminal nerve is the largest of cranial nerves, consists of 12 pairs of nerves that control many functions of the face. The causes of this neuralgia range from pressure on the nerve, aging, or a disorder that wears away the myelin, such as cerebral palsy. Other causes include injuries or strokes. Okay. So, very painful. All right. Well, let's see here. Let's uh, update our COVID figures. Uh, basically, in Athens, we had 19 new cases um, yesterday, bringing the total so far to 862. Of those 862, only, listen to me, only, well, I'll go on with that, only 174 are active. Uh, 614 uh, have recovered. There are 29 people in the hospital out of that 174 active cases. How about the state of Ohio? Yesterday, 1,335 new cases bringing the total to 161,299. Uh, 3,367 are in an ICU situation. That's intensive care unit. 12,605 are in a hospital but not in ICU. And we've had 1,573 recovering at home. As of yesterday, the deaths now stand at 4,947. Trigeminal. Huh? Oh, I was was just looking up how to pronounce that word. Trigeminal. Trigeminal. Sorry about that. I thought I had my speakers muted. Okay, Um, let's see, in the last figure, in a a good figure, out of the 161,000, we have 138,807 that have recovered. That's 86% of the total cases thus far. Oh, one other statistic that I I do, I, you know, the U.S., 
the world. How many times can I say all these things? Uh, I'll not do them today. But um, the one thing I like to see is Athens compared to, say, the rest of Ohio. As I said, we had, as of yesterday, 862 cases. If we were like the state, we should have had 919 cases. Okay? So, uh, just a little point to be proud of, or whatever the expression would be. Okay, um, some stories about Athens recently uh, we could talk about a little bit. I think uh, the Post uh, has come out, uh, basically, uh, saying they think the university, that is Ohio University, is doing wrong by its students by trying to play football this year. It's just a general statement in one of these articles in the Post. Um, do we have the schedule yet? I have not seen one. I looked on the Mid-American Conference website for a football schedule. Today? None there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. none there. Not on ESPN, uh, ESPN.com, anywhere. But I'm thinking they're probably trying to work out travel plans with you know, each director of football operations because a lot of places these teams will go, they're going to have them travel by bus. Uh, they won't fly. Um, so m my guess is they're going to try to do it like MLB, Major League Baseball, and schedule teams within proximity of each other, matchups, things like that. I think My guess, again, just a guess, is they're trying to work out travel arrangements on that. Who can play where, for instance, Ohio playing at closer schools like Miami, Kent, BG, Akron, Toledo, instead of having to go to Western Michigan or Buffalo, something like that. Okay. Um, we also have, um, we've heard this off and on, but we're hearing more now that um, the Athens City School District is trying to figure out how to uh, gradually return some of the uh, students to in-person instruction at the schools with their teachers. Okay, now here's something I've been trying to remember to bring up for, well, several weeks, so I'm ashamed I haven't done it before. Scott, as I drive through the neighborhood, my neighborhood, you see signs for Trump, you see signs for Biden, you see signs for local candidates, um, you see Black Lives Matter a lot, um, and other signs like that that are really kind of neat, but there's one sign I've been seeing lately, and it's not everywhere, but it's I've seen it probably in six places. Mothman. Oh, yeah. What is Mothman? I have no idea. Well. And I'm ashamed to say so. I'm going to guess, and, you know, callers feel free to correct this if it's incorrect, but um, do you remember the, the Mason County monster 
uh, rumor from decades ago, Mason County, West Virginia, that is. But rumor has it there, there was a flying mothman, and that's what it was named, the, the Mason County Monster. So that legend apparently is still surviving. And uh, my guess is that's the reference to that is Mothman from down near, well, what would it be, Point Pleasant, Annapolis area? And and that has survived all these years. Caused people to put a sign in their yard? Uh, I'm just surmising, just guessing. (laughs) But that's the only thing I've ever heard a Mothman reference to is, is that that folklore of the the mythical mothman that apparently was flying around the point pleasant west virginia gallipolis ohio area that has never been proved to happen well okay so um there's a story in the post and it says universities continue to cancel spring break Here's how the Mothman Museum is continuing events during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I was going to say there's a museum about that, too. And well, I just found something else whenever well, you're Where Where is there. this museum? Um, Apparently, it's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And Wikipedia goes on to say, In West Virginia folklore, the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 12th 1966 to December 15th, 1967. So, 13 months. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, why would someone put a sign in their yard about Mothman? Is he uh, running for office or what? Could be. Maybe he needs to garner some support here in southeastern Ohio for his run at whatever position he is attempting to gain. Oh, (laughs) I give in. All right. Let's see here. And uh, he is probably an unforgettable candidate. Apparently so, as it's been going on for decades. Remarkable. Okay, now, the other day we went to play um, Art Turf. Yes, I think this is a new one today. And, and um, it, it was a repeat of a show we had played already. But I'm told that today uh, it's been updated. So let's find out. Okay. I-N-E-P-G, Inept Tech, 2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Coach Turf, here we are at midweek. We've got a conference game coming up this week at home, but uh, let's get away from uh, talking about uh, football on the field and go back and do a little more... uh, Website, you know, this is my favorite part of the week. You know, this is where we get away from practice, take a little break and start talking about all them... Uh, traditions that's steeped in the history of NF Tech football and what we have loaned to the legend and lore of the game of football, that great game of football. Most of the folks don't know about the great contributions that NF Tech's made. A lot of the terminology that we use in connection with football today actually uh, developed uh, right here on the campus of NF Tech. 
That's right, uh, especially with yours truly, right at the helm. And, and you know, sometimes uh, folks uh, don't get credit for what they do, and, and we hadn't gotten what you call your good publicity about our program. That's the reason for this here program. We sure are glad for all them listeners out there listening to my fine show right here on this station. Well, what kind of uh, inept tech uh, football history lesson are you going to give us today? Well, I was thinking, uh, coming on the way over to the office, uh, about a boy what played for me back in 19 and 39. You know, that's that's a long ways back. Uh, a fellow named of a Weird Art Marco. You know, Weird Art, he was kind of a strange boy. In fact, uh, he's what you call one of a kind, and there wasn't a whole lot of other folks on the ball team that uh, would associate with Weird Art. You know, uh, he had kind of his own way of doing things, and he was uh, what you call a defensive lineman, and whenever uh, Weird Art was playing on the line, uh, there wasn't nobody else what would line up with him on there. They, they'd all line up uh, three, four, five, seven, nine yards back behind him because they didn't want to get close to him, and, and so that's what where that uh, term odd man front come from because Weird Art, he was an odd man and now they refer to it anytime you have an odd number of folks on the line that's what you call your odd man front but that comes from from an odd man named a Weird Art Marco who played back at NF Tech over in 19 and 39 Amazing coach Well I knew you'd think so and we ain't done yet We'll be back with more right after this message And uh, the segments of the Coach Arter show brought to you by Larry's Doghouse Coach Turf, we enjoyed uh, listening to the background of the terminology uh, odd man front as it developed right here at NF Tech. Back in uh, 19 and 39. Right. Anything else uh, that you've got to, to tell us about uh, football lore here? Well, you know, we was talking about weird art Marco. You know, I was thinking about another fella that uh, that uh, was a couple donuts short of a dozen, played for us back in 1951, a fella named of... Uh, Three-fingered Duckman, you know, he was a quarterback. He was a reserve quarterback, didn't get in the games too much. And, he, see, he had only three fingers on his throwing hand. So anytime he threw the football, it kind of wobbled a little bit and resembled kind of a wounded bird flying through the air. And anytime he threw a pass, they named it after him. They call it a wounded duck. Well, Coach, what kind of completion percentage did he have? Well, not real good. Every one of them wounded ducks got shot down. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here, folks. Um, we had a, a rather well-known um, musician of some fame uh, pass in the last uh, 20 hours or so. Um, Eddie Van Halen, right? Yes. And um, Scott, lay some factoids about him on me. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was a musician with uh, his brother, and they formed, obviously, the, the rock group Van Halen, and they had uh, many big hits uh, throughout the, what I want to say, early 80s, all the way through, um, well, I guess early the early century, I guess it is. But uh, he was uh, the main songwriter. He was a lead guitarist. Uh, they were founded in right around 1972, Alex Van Halen. That's his brother's name. And uh, they also paired up with David Lee Roth, who many folks uh, in the in the music business are familiar with that name. But uh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen was uh, one of the, well, the 
the main members, the founding members of the rock group Van Halen. Now, um, one of the songs that they did over the years was called Jump, right? Yes, came out, uh, I believe, right around 1984, and uh, that really put them on the music map. Now, <clears throat> folks, we're going to play it, uh, at least a portion of it. And bear in mind, this is not uh, typically something you'd hear during this show or uh, our morning um, or mid-morning show uh, where we feature big bands and that sort of thing. But um, Van Halen, this is an important uh, passing. And so um, let me see. Is everything right here? I think it is. Okay, let's just uh, try it.
Van Halen, right here on 970 WETH, 97.1 as well, and uh, that, uh, that of course, marking uh, the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen um, yesterday sometime. Uh, Scott, what, what was his age? He was 65. Okay. Passed of uh, throat cancer. I, I think I heard that, that this morning. Yeah, that was uh, David Lee Roth singing the vocals right there, and Eddie Van Halen on a lot of the lead guitar right there. You have one break there in the middle. Yes. Uh, where the guitar was particularly featured. Yes. Again, that uh, song, uh, for that album hit number two on the Billboard 200 album charts in 1984, only behind Michael Jackson's Thriller album. Which was out at the same moment. Yes, which is one of the, the Mo- highest gross-selling al- albums of, course. of all time. Yeah, he actually played uh, Eddie Van Halen. Actually, did a solo on uh, Michael Jackson's song um, "Beat It." I don't know if folks remember that song or not, but yep. uh, yeah, he was on that song, and that was the number one song for Michael Jackson. Uh, but Eddie Van Halen's album, uh, 1984, also produced the songs uh, "Jump," that one there, "Panama," and "Hot for Teacher," <laughs> which is kind of a funny song. Okay. Also, pretty cool song too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now another notable passing occurred in the last twelve hours, right? Yes. Who was this? Johnny Nash. He would he sang a song, uh, "Stir It Up," which a lot of it sounds like he's singing "Steer It Up." That was his number one hit. He passed at the age of eighty. Hmm. So two more. Musicians entered into uh, what they call the rock and roll heaven in the music industry. Fair enough. Well, um, cool. All right, let's see here. Uh, I tell you what, let's break uh, for a couple of sponsors, and then when we come back, um, we'll look at some other items in the news, I guess. Okay. Siemens, the area's finest locally owned and operated grocery store, has been serving friends and neighbors for over 60 years. Siemens is a healthy, quick alternative for dinner. Stop by the store where you can do your whole week's worth of shopping in just 15 minutes. Siemens Grocery is located at 305 West Union Street. Don't forget the butcher is still in at Siemens. Please call ahead for special orders and the finest cuts of meat when it's worth having the very best. Siemens, your meat store. Ah, uh, this is a mistake, but uh, it sounds pretty good. On the other hand, I do have a caller waiting, so uh, let me fade this down. We were going to play that tune a little later, but I pushed the wrong button up here, and, well, you get it. Uh, let's see, how do I hit stop here? Right there? I think so. Yeah, I did, but it also went away. I'll get it. Bring it back. Okay, but we do have a caller. Let me get all my buttons right here. Good morning. You're on the air. I know what you did. You left the room for me to talk to you. There you go. That's great. What's up? Uh, about the John Nash or whatever. What was the uh, second singer you were talking about? Johnny that died? Uh, well, Johnny Nash. Johnny, Johnny Nash. Nash. Yeah. He, actually, that stir it up was 
Johnny Nash introduced Bob Marley to the American scene, and Bob Marley's the one that sang this song, Stir It Up. Okay. Johnny Nash also recorded it, too. But he also recorded some songs much earlier in his life, back in the... How do you know all this? Yes, he did. I was listening to NPR this morning, and they gave a nice file on it. (laughs) Cool. And they, he did a Doris Day song, and he did one other song that uh, became a big hit. I Can See younger. Clearly Now. Yes. Is another one. Yep. Yes, yes. I Can See Clearly Now was the big one, and then he did one that uh, emulated Doris Day's hit song, and I don't know which one that one was. But uh, speaking about the Mothman, I talked to one of the daughters of a person that has a Mothman sign in their yard. Okay, what's it mean? Well, it's... I, I think it's a joke on political science right now. Oh. That's what I think it is. Okay. You don't want to vote for Trump, and you don't want to vote for Biden, you vote for Mothman. <laughs> but oh! I, I'm not sure, but it always appears, and I think I've seen in other years uh, around election time. Uh, so but, just something totally off the wall that people put in their yards. Right. As, as you mentioned, say. Yeah. Here, vote for Mothman. And she, uh, the daughter of, at this place that told me about it said what you already said about the Mothman. He, he was flying around their pleasant, uh, what's that, West Virginia? Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. And after his last flight. Thir- Thirteen months of existence. After, yeah, after that last flight of his, <laughs> Silver Bridge collapsed. Down oh, I mean, that's part of the folklore of it all, too. I'll be darned. So that's why it all centered around there. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if you... If I think I've said this before, but my first wife's mother was the head of the Red Cross emergency operations for that bridge collapse. Had I, have I ever said that? The down, the, down there at Point Pleasant? Uh, the Gallipolis Bridge, yeah. the Silver Bridge. Yeah, I don't know if you have or not. Well, my um, Barb's mom was um, with the Red Cross in Cleveland and worked on disaster situations, and she was the head of ops as far as the Red Cross was concerned with the bridge collapse. So, anyway, I don't know why I said that. Never mind. And there's also fifty years ago. Sometime this summer, I heard, or this fall, rather, um, the plane uh, out of, a basketball team out of uh, Huntington. Oh, yeah. Crashed. Football. It was football. Football team. Marshall. Yeah. And I remember that because one of my high school uh, classmates was the, was coach on the team, team I or the coach? I see. Well, or I thought it was basketball, but no, like football, huh? Uh, yes. Right, but uh, yeah, that was amazing. Okay, give us some songs from Johnny Nash. That'd be some of the younger ones. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll see what we can find here. Yeah. We're just kind of uh, fouled up this morning. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, but it's fun being fouled up. Okay, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's. Thing about Alzheimer's because I think I'm getting it too. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember Point Pleasant when that, but now I'll remember it for a long time. But then it'll fade away again. You know, oh, once, yeah. once you bring it back to your mind, like yeah. the other day, you, 
you were talking about different people that your father knew, and I kept saying, well, they had a guy named, and it finally dawned on me yesterday what the first name was, Ora Anderson. Yeah, Andy. He used to give great speeches or something on your show, and I I always appreciated his talking about nature and his farm. and Part of the Morning Devotion series. Yes. And we bring him back periodically yet, even though he's been gone years. I'd like to rather listen to him than that stupid football guy you got on there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's supposed to be a joke, you understand? I'm I'm trying real hard. Okay, okay. okay. So I'll try real hard, just smile and grin. Thank you. Just grin and bear with it, right? Right. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Let's see here. Stupid. (laughs) It's supposed to be... You know, how many things do we have that bring a smile to our face? Certainly, we can do one more. We have lots. It's a a tough time right now. We have lots to make a smile about. You know what I'm talking about. Just a a little bit of humor, a little bit of satire. Um, It's fun. We're not taking cracks at football people at all. We're just having a little fun. Okay. Well, let's see here. When that funky uh, Nassau tune played, I had it was supposed to play another commercial, and so <laughs> here, here it, here it is, folks. Uh, let, let me push the right. Well, let, let's preface it by saying that. Hi, I'm Sky Hope, and during this pandemic, Precision Imprint is still in business, and they're printing masks. Precision Imprint can take care of all your screen printing and embroidery needs, and they also have T-shirts for employee identification and business promotion. They've been printing locally in Athens, Ohio, since 1988, and remain committed to this community. Call for an appointment at 740-592-5916 or email precisionimprint at gmail.com. You can also visit their website at precisionimprint.com. Ah, yes, Randy and Billy and all. There's so many good people down there. All right, now, I think we have another caller uh, trying to get in. Let's uh, get the buttons just right. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Uh, I have a question about a couple tunes that were in the 40s, and uh, it's uh, Lazy Day and... uh, Oh, Buttermilk Sky, and I'd like to know who the artist was that sang those songs. Uh, thank you. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Um, Scott, do you have your pen and pencil? Yes, okay. I, I'm getting old Buttermilk Sky. It was uh, Hoagie Carmichael did it. And? And so many others have done it, too, since then. Okay. Do you think it was Hoagie that you're talking about? It could be. He's kind of a laid-back singer and a, kind of did it in a kind of a, a um, oh, I forget what kind of song, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, he sang, uh, I thought I might go fishing, been thinking it over. Yeah. Uh, that's the Lazy Day song, and it, they, he, whoever it was sang those songs. Okay. Lazy Day. Uh, there was there was a song called Lazy Day by Spanky and Our Gang in the '60s. No. That's not it. Spank- no, one guy. Okay. Spanky and Our Gang tend to be comical, as I recall. Well, a- actually, it's. A- he was kind of a blues singer. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Willie Nelson's done it. 
Uh, Gene Autry's done it. Uh, let's see, Anthony Powers. Uh, any of those ring a bell? No. Leslie Gore. This was a male singer. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll keep looking. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, sure thank thing. you. Sure. Nice. Nice Bye talking bye-bye. to you. Party line on. Um, let's see. What is it? A Thursday. No, it's a Wednesday. There you go. I I think you were thinking of Spanky and our gang, the TV show. That, that was a TV show. Yeah, they were funny. Okay. But but Spanky and our gang, the musical group, is uh, they they were a '60s group that came out with uh, lots of pretty cool songs. All right, one more commercial. <laughs> Did you know that televisions built today have a mean time to failure of just one to three years? That means your brand new TV could break in just one year as manufacturers look to sell, not to maintain. Because that's how they make their money. A TV supply company, we are here to help. If you have a television repaired in today's world, especially at our shop, that repair will get you more time with your device for half or less of the cost of a buy and replace. Bring your old TVs or other electronics back to life with a knowledgeable and friendly staff eager to help get your equipment back to like new quality. Don't get rid of your favorite TV or go back to the store and buy a replacement TV. Visit locally owned TV Supply Company instead. Have some questions? Call TV Supply Company at 740-593-3493 or visit the new shop location at 12870 State Route 13 in Millfield. Ah yes, Dave Russell. Nice to work with him. Mr. Fix-It is what I call him. He, um, you know, that, that talks a lot about TVs, and frankly, TVs are probably the most prevalent um, electronic devices we have. But he's good in lots of stuff. So um, once in a while we get something here at the station and take it out to him and say, it's not working right. And lo and behold, a few days later, it's working right. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. So you want us to play Funky Nassau. Okay. I, what I was going to say before uh, we did uh, Precision Imprint there was uh, to preface that by saying earlier in the week on Monday that you said, let's try to find some songs that uh, are a little funky or have the word funky or a funky theme to them. Okay. So that's what I did Monday, yesterday, and I found another funky song, kind of, today, for today's party line. Well, it's three minutes in length. We'll get to it here in a moment. Okay. Uh, why is this thing flashing down here? Does that mean it's out of date or something? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Computers. Yes. Okay. Well, let's see here. Um, the top headlines, if you will, uh, the president said he was ending talks over a new relief bill. Another one, the U.S., uh, top U.S. military leaders are in quarantine. And there's another, um, statement here. It says the president's numbers are slipping with older voters. Now, as I understand it, yesterday, the absentee ballots were mailed out from our Athens County Board of Elections. They were mailed yesterday. 
So they could arrive today or tomorrow. Um, unless it's far away, right? Yeah. I don't know. After the last election, I don't trust polls. <laughs> polls. Polls. P-O-L-L-S. We're, did we talk about polls? Yeah, you just did. What did I say? About older voters. Polls are showing. Oh, oh, oh I see what you mean. Okay. Um, what else do we have here? Hey, I found Well, we that. have the uh, vice presidential, the only debate between those two tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. That being Mike Pence and Cam- uh, Kamala Harris. You were going to say. Uh, I was just going to say, while you were searching for things there, I found a Lazy Day reference here to, I don't know if this will help our caller or not, um, Smiley Burnett and the Sunshine Girls in 1945. I don't know if that will help you or not, Okay. if you're listening. Well, with that, folks, um, <laughs> I think... Um, We'll finish this tune we started earlier called Funky Nassau. Certain to give you a smile. Nassau Rock and Nassau Road. Nassau's got a whole lot of soul. Fiora, mini skirts, maxi skirts, and afro hair do. People do their own thing and don't care about me or you. Nassau's gone funky Nassau's got soul now Oh yeah And we've got a dug on beat now We're gonna take care of business too Listen to the drummer Playing this beat Listen to the bass man Go get the same groove From the experts, right? Have a wonderful day out there. A 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour. Your home for original reporting. I'm Vicki Barker in London. The stakes are high heading into tonight's vice presidential debate. We have two very senior people running for president, and uh, I think there's a real focus on the vice president in a way that we've never seen before. Georgetown University's William Trainer, CBS's Nicole Killian, is in Salt Lake City. Unlike the previous presidential debate, this one is expected to touch on war topics. It will be divided into nine segments, and the debate commission says it will escort guests out who do not wear a mask, something that was not fully enforced last time. More than 210,000 Americans dead from COVID-19, millions facing financial hardship, even ruin. I'm going to survive. I'm getting ready to close down. I 
there's no way in the world that can survive. But it looks like there won't be a new rescue package before the election. House Democrats blaming the Republicans. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows blaming House Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi. While we have uh, been increasing our offers and actually looking at, at some of the the uh, the ways to compromise. There hasn't been the same kind of effort on the other side of it from the speaker. The big drug companies requesting approval for a possible COVID treatment. Eli Lilly and Company is asking that Washington officials allow emergency use of an experimental antibody drug based on an early study. It suggested the drug reduced symptoms, the amount of virus, hospitalizations, and ER visits for patients with mild or moderate coronavirus. CBS's Jim Crusula. Hurricane Delta is downing trees and power lines on Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Forecasters say it could hit Gulf Coast states sometime Friday. Two long-sought ISIS suspects on their way to the U.S. this hour. The two men are believed to be part of an ISIS foursome known as the Beatles because of their British accents. A law enforcement source confirms to CBS News that they are in transit to the U.S. and are scheduled to appear in federal court in Alexandria, Virginia later this afternoon. El Shafi El Sheikh and Alexander Cote were captured in Syria in 2018. The State Department has accused them of beheading 